Welcome to Shadow Work. What the fuck? If you've been thinking, uh, what the fuck is Shadow Work and how does it help me? You're in the right place. This is your go-to podcast that will answer all your questions as well as give you the tools to dig into your shadow so you can set yourself free from the bullshit holding you back and finally start manifesting that juicy as fuck life I know you've been dreaming of. I'm your host, Caitlin Hosking, the shadow work queen and coach to fierce as fuck women who want to heal their shit so they can drop the self-sabotage and take control of their futures. I know shadow work can feel a little bit scary, so if you're new here, don't stress. I'm here to demystify the spook and bring some fun to the heavy. So get ready to learn, cry, laugh, and finally understand why the fuck you do what you do so you can quit playing small and start manifesting those big dreams. So without any further ado, let's jump into this episode. Hello, my darling. Welcome back to another episode of Shadow Work. What the fuck? I have had such a beautiful couple of months, especially coming out of like my dark night of the soul and my ego death and literally being in the void because there was a point there where I was like, I'm never coming out of the void. I'm here forever. This is never going to (laughs) end. The way our brain always freaking goes. But it's always such a beautiful reflection and a remembrance when you come out the other side and you just step into more of your spring, your summer seasons, and things just feel like they're moving, creativity, downloads, I've launched so many things, I've been running live events, my relationship feels really good, my friendships are feeling really good, and all of those things, and it's a relief. I'm not going to lie. It's a relief. I can surrender to the darkness, but it's obviously not the most comfortable, but it's also very nice to be in this season. And I wanted to just bring that up because so many of us can get stuck in the darkness and feel like it's going to last forever. And so if you are there and you're still feeling a little bit (laughs) and in the void, Keep focusing on the surrender and also bringing in some practices to really support you coming out of the darkness. That was probably the biggest thing that changed for me in the last couple of months was that I, look, I have a tendency to stay in the darkness because I obviously love shadow work and I think it's the bee's knees and all of that, but I had not had any supporting practices for the love and light side of things and actually moving through it, um, a little bit faster. And so I introduced those practices back in, tapping practices, gratitude journal, you know, just focusing on positivity and not in a way of bypassing um, because I've used those practices before and noticed like they don't work. I still feel like shit, all of those things. And it was because I was using them to bypass, right? And so the key is like balancing. Yes, I need to feel grief. I need to feel this darkness. I need to be with that. And once we've been with that, going, well, what what else can I use to support me coming out of it so I don't just get stuck here? And everyone has things that work for them and that feel good. And for me, really, that's just been this tapping stuff, this um, journaling, doing breath work every morning, connecting with my partner. That has just really helped me move. And so that's my little reminder here for you today. A, it's okay if you're still stuck, not stuck, but if you're still in the darkness and you're still going through that really deep surrender process of just being like, it's okay to be here, but also making sure you have those practices in order to help uh, bring you back to a really nice foundation and baseline of how you're feeling and then continuing to expand up into the light again. So with that, today I wanted to talk about 
how your shadow is sabotaging your relationships. And this has nothing to do with the last two minutes of what I just talked about. <laughs> but it's just when I was sitting down going, what do I want to talk about in this podcast today? I've just had so many clients moving through a lot of relationship stuff. I've obviously moved through a lot of relationship stuff. And I think that it's a constant thing that we are navigating because that's how we survive as humans is in relationship, is as a tribe. And I, I feel that so many of us have relationships that don't feel supportive. They don't feel good for us. And so we end up just sabotaging them, pushing people away, keeping them at arm's length, feeling like we're not good enough um, and just not feeling fully fulfilled in our relationships. And the biggest thing I know that I've worked through and all of my friends have worked through and me and my partner have worked through is that our shadows are constantly coming out in our relationships and doing shadow work on your own and by yourself is one thing right and that can feel confronting at first but it actually gets really comfortable because we it's easy for us to accept things when we don't have any external information happening but because we are humans that are based in community and tribal mentality as soon as someone else is there and if they don't give you the reflection of them accepting that part of you we can really falter and start to go oh maybe it's actually not good enough you know maybe i was wrong maybe this maybe that and we start to shut ourselves down again but when we end up in safe relationships and we actually see that when people are giving us that reflection that it's actually not we can choose if that's about us or not right but you need to show up for yourself over and over and over with that self-acceptance of like, I'm choosing to accept this. If someone doesn't, that's okay. But you'll slowly find yourself in relationships where people reflect back to you what you want to be reflected back to you. And that's really going to heal you. Yeah, it's really going to heal you. And I, I know this because I honestly just had friendships that didn't feel safe for a long time. I had relationships that didn't feel safe and they always were reflecting back to me that basically I was a piece of shit and I wasn't worthy of love and all of those sorts of things. And then when I got into a relationship that actually was so loving and so compassionate and so empathetic towards like all of me, it healed me. And now I don't have relationships or I don't allow relationships in my life that actually don't reflect those things back to me. And so the first quote I want to start you guys with is no one can ever treat you worse than you treat yourself. No one can ever treat you worse than you treat yourself. And that can be very confronting right now if you feel like your relationships are shit. Because you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, do, do I actually treat myself that badly? And yeah, you do because you're allowing it. You're allowing people to do that to you. And so when we start to take responsibility and go, I'm, I'm not available for that. I'm not open for that shit. You'll find that, yes, relationships will end and they will move on and people will move on and you'll move on. Some of those relationships will grow with you, which is absolutely beautiful. And you'll start to find people who reflect that back to you, who help you continue your healing journey. So 
I think that this is the hardest shadow work you can do is in relationship. Yeah, is owning it in relationship. Even recently, I had to have a really difficult conversation with a friend because neither of us were actually feeling 100% safe in the relationship. And that meant that she had to bring things up with me that were hard for me to hear. And I also had to bring things up with her, which were hard for me to say. And what we came to was like radical responsibility. When she told me the things she had to tell me, I was like, yep, I do that. Yep, I'm thinking that. And I'm going to take full ownership because it's not about you. This is my shit coming out. And I'm so sorry that subconsciously and unconsciously, this has been playing out in our relationship. And the same with her, because she also had things playing out in the relationship. And so the more we just own both of our parts and we're just fully honest, even when it sounds fucking brutal, even when it sounds like if I say this to this person, they're going to think I'm a fucking asshole, basically. But when you're saying it to them, and I'll get get to this more at the end, but when you're saying it to them and you're actually just taking ownership, you don't sound like an asshole because you're like, this is my brain. I know it's not the truth, but yes, this is what I'm thinking and I'm going to clean that shit up. And so you're not going, you're the problem. You're like, actually, this is my problem. And I want to be honest with you because people can feel it. Right? Like you can feel when someone has a problem with you. You can feel when someone's judging you. You can feel all that thing, all that stuff. And they don't need to say it to you. But what happens is you stop trusting that person because you're like, I can feel there's something else here, but I can they're they're showing me something else. And so their words and actions aren't aligning. Well, not even like their words and actions and their energy aren't aligning. And you can feel it just like people can feel it in you. And that's what causes disconnection and a lack of trust. And so when we start taking this responsibility for our shadows and our shit coming out, it creates more trust and more safety in relationships. And the more trust and the more safety you have in relationships, the better and more fulfilling your relationships will be. And you will know that you can go to your friends and your partners and people in your family with anything and not have to worry about being shamed or guilty or not feeling good enough or anything like that because you've you've created relationships that are so loving that the fear just dissipates right and that's what i think so many of us are looking for is like i just want to be able to be myself And being yourself means radical ownership of yourself, all of you, the dark and the light. And until you do that, that shit's going to come out. It's going to be projected onto your friendships, onto your relationships, onto your family, and it's going to sabotage them in time. So let's look at five ways that your shadow is sabotaging your relationship. Number one. You believe that you are bad, wrong, unworthy, or broken, and unconsciously you seek relationships that prove this to you. So when we have our shadows still in the shadow, there is an ego judgment that they are bad, wrong, unworthy, or unbroken. Yeah? And so we're keeping those really pushed away 
But somewhere in our mind, we have this story of I'm not good enough. I'm unworthy. And this comes back to the first quote of no one can treat us worse than we treat ourselves. And so we find people that reflect this back to us. They treat us in ways that make us feel like we are wrong or we are bad. And we believe them because they say it and because that's like it's confirmation of what we're already feeling. And we're like, oh, my God, they can see that. Holy shit. They must be right then. I knew it. This falls back to a self-fulfilling prophecy. So you're unconsciously choosing people that reflect this. And then when they say it to you, you're like, I knew it. I knew it. And so then you keep believing that you're bad, wrong, unworthy, broken. And you're waiting. You feel like you're waiting for someone to tell you that you're not. You're waiting for someone to give you that validation. But they're not going to give it to you. Most of the time. Sometimes they do. And even sometimes when they do, you don't even believe them. So there's no point, really. But what's being asked of you is that you need to take ownership of the parts that you think are bad, wrong, unworthy, and broken and accept them. And then when you step, when you go and find relationships, you find people that are proving those beliefs back to you. And those relationships become safe. Because when your relationships aren't safe because you feel these ways, you're always keeping people at arm's length. Always. Even if you're anxiously attached to them, you still keep them at an arm's length. And we're going to talk about that in another way that our shadow is sabotaging. But just noticing when I am in my relationships, how do I feel? How do people treat me? Are they treating me the way I want to actually be treated? Or are they treating me the way I believe I deserve to be treated based on how I feel about myself right now? And that's a hard question. And it takes a lot of responsibility. So take a breath. And be honest. Because the more honest you are, the easier it is to move out of these sorts of relationships. Number two. You have unresolved triggers that you project onto your relationships. So this would generally come up like the most obvious blow up anger trigger generally comes up in partnerships, the person that's closest with you. And it will usually be things that are really like irrelevant. (laughs) And so what I mean by irrelevant is you come home and your partner has made a mess or the dishes are in the sink or the socks are on the ground or something like that. And you just lose your shit and you're like screaming at them and you're just like, how could you do this to me and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, whoa, whoa, like what's going on here? This is, it's just dishes, you know? And if that's happening, we can clearly see how that's going to dissolve a relationship in in time but if that's happening it's because you have triggers that you haven't addressed you haven't gone wait what am I making it mean when my partner leaves the dishes for me when I looked at that it was like they don't respect me they don't respect my home that means they don't respect me if they don't respect me they don't really love me if they don't really love me then they shouldn't be here and so I need to get them so far away from me and I'm going to yell at them to do so. One, another one I see is when people are late. 
Yeah. And we yell at them like, how could you be late? You know, it's so this, it's so that and la la la. And it's like, we never, and the late thing is probably another whole disrespect, not loving me thing. It's going to be different for everyone, but in general, that's what I see. But the thing is, is that it's not that things can't upset you. Okay. They absolutely can. But the way that you're communicating that is what is the key here. So if you haven't resolved your trigger around it and all the times that you felt like that when your mum was late, your dad was late, your partners were late and they were cheating on you, for example, you have like past relationship trauma that's coming up and so now you're like projecting outwardly onto this safe person, maybe, hopefully, but you have a safe partner and you're like putting that shit onto them because you've unresolved it and you're yelling at them, that's not going to help their relationship. It's going to break it down. So you can have these triggers and go, hey, this is actually something that's happened to me in my past and it's bringing up a lot. This is what I need from you. I need you to tell me if you're going to be late so I feel safe. I need you to please clean the kitchen once a day or three times a week because that makes me feel really loved and secure in this relationship. So asking for what you need and also working on, okay, well, what are these triggers about? What have I not resolved in my past that I'm now projecting onto my partner or even your friend? Yeah. And the other way that the unresolved triggers start to come out is when someone comes to you, yeah, and they tell you, hey, I've got this problem or you did this thing that I didn't like. And instead of going, Whew, okay, cool. Let's, you know, let's talk it out. What can I do better? Let, let me take responsibility. If it's true, it's not just because someone says something as well. This can go two ways, right? We can go, oh my God, I'm so bad. I'm so wrong. Let me fix it. Let me, you know, I'm the problem. I'm the problem. I'm the problem. And we lose all of our power and we give it away. Or we go, you're the problem. How dare you say that? I would never fucking do that. But you just like breathe fire all over them because you're so triggered. And if you were triggered, there is something going on. Because if it didn't mean anything, if there was nothing there and someone came to you with a problem, you would feel neutral about it. You would just be like, okay, cool. You know, whatever. And so when someone comes to you, it's not about lashing out and it's not about falling to a pity party. And people fall into pity parties because it makes the other person feel guilty and it usually gets them to back off and then you start to feel safe again. So notice where you play the victim card to get your needs met rather than going, let me take responsibility, let me actually apologize and figure out how to move forward. Or you go, actually, that's not my truth. And you listen to their truth, you listen to what they have to say and you validate what they have to say and you can also go, I don't completely agree with you. This is what was going on for me. So you're staying in your power, you're not getting angry at them, you're validating what they're saying in their reality, but you're also getting giving yourself permission to say your reality. But you can't get to this point, again, if you have unresolved triggers because when someone comes to you, 
you're going to think they're abandoning me. They think I'm a bad person. They think this, they think that, and I need to protect myself right now. And so I'm going to use my emotional coping mechanisms of yelling or falling apart or falling to the victim to control this situation because that is how I've always got my needs met previously. Sorry. <laughs> and the final way that unresolved triggers come out. So there's the big ones that I just spoke to of the like blowing up, lashing out, falling apart. And when your friend or your partner or someone around you starts doing really well and is bringing up all of your shit, you've changed. Yeah. You say you've changed. You're this now. You're that. Um, you're projecting like if they're like making more money than you, you're like, you're money hungry. You're not who I thought you were. And instead of acknowledging like, wow, their success is bringing up how I'm feeling about myself, how I feel about money, how I feel about X, Y, and Z. We just let those triggers come out and we blame them and we don't support them in their goals. We don't celebrate them because we don't feel good enough in that relationship now. And I say that one because it came up for me very recently when I had that big conversation with my friend, that's how she felt. She felt, hey, I don't feel like you're supporting and celebrating me. It's like you don't want me to win. And what was coming up for me was, it's not that I didn't want her to win. I absolutely wanted her to have all the achievement, have all the success and everything she wanted. But the way our relationship was, was that I was her savior for a long time. And she would, there was always like lots of problems and lots of things coming up for her. And I would always be the support person to facilitate and help move her through all the problems. And so when she started doing well, it triggered my inner child, my little part of me that was like, she doesn't need me anymore and she's going to abandon me. So instead of looking at that, and sometimes we don't realize until someone brings it up, <laughs> instead of like actually going, well, why am I feeling triggered? Why am I feeling ugh when she's winning? I just withdrew from her. I just pulled away. And so that doesn't make either of us feel good. It doesn't make her feel good because it feels like she has an unsupportive friend. It doesn't make me feel good because I like to be a supportive friend. And so I had to fully own that. And I had to resolve that stuff for me of my role around being the hero, being the savior and martyring myself for my friends. So when I clean that up, I clean up my friendships. I clean up my relationship. And we can all move forward. Yeah. Sweet. Number three, you're projecting your I'm not good enough story onto your relationships. This is what I was doing with Jono in the first part of relationship. So this can come out with like nitpicking them. You're pointing out their flaws, everything they do wrong. You get angry and resentful at them for things that you wouldn't do. Yeah. So for example, uh, back in the day, if Jono would drink like more than I would and there were times where I wasn't drinking at all, I would be like, what is wrong with you? Why don't you have any self-control? Why do you need to do that? You've got a drinking problem. You've got this. You've got that. And I would constantly be like, point, point, point. Here's all the things you're doing wrong around this. 
because I'm not doing it. Look at my fucking superiority here. And superiority in that way of needing to put someone down for their behavior and what they're doing is not superiority. It's actually, I'm not good enough story. I need to feel like I'm in control of myself and I'm scared of losing control. So I will control you instead for me to feel better. And this pattern of playing out is going to keep people very far away from you because they're not going to feel like they're enough in your company. They're going to feel constantly judged and like they can't share things with you. And so the question here and looking at this, so if you're putting your I'm not good enough story into relationships, if you always nitpick them and point out their flaws and what they do wrong and you bring things up from the past and you hold grudges, where do you do that to yourself? Where do you always try to control yourself because you're afraid that if you do that thing, you don't think you're good enough? Where do you hold on to things that you have done that didn't fit your ego schema of what's good enough and you beat yourself up for it? When you start to look at that and change the story about who you have been, what you have done and what is good enough or not good enough for you, really, you're going to stop putting that onto your partners, onto your friends, onto your family. And... That doesn't mean, and here's like everything has little intricate things. And this is why I work with people because we're all going to have different little bits and pieces that are like specific for us. But when we're looking at like, if we take responsibility for the I'm not good enough story for us and we're not projecting it onto someone else, this doesn't mean that they don't do things that are not good enough for you. And what I mean by that is not putting them down in a way that's like mean or judgmental or making them feel bad, but also realizing that sometimes people cannot treat you the way that is in alignment with how you want to be treated. And that doesn't mean that they are not good enough. It's separating their action from the person. So you go, this is not the behavior I want in my world. And I'm not saying that you're unworthy or you're a bad person or any of those things, but this is not how I want to be treated. This is what I want. This is what I need. And if you are unable to give that to me, I'm sorry, but this relationship will not work. So there's a difference here. And you always know that it's shadow stuff because you will feel triggered and charged on your in your internal world when it comes up. And you can resolve that and come to a place of more neutrality and then make conscious decisions that serve everyone in the relationship. Number four. You hide your darkness. So this is wearing the mask. This is where you wear a mask and you seem perfect or palatable and like maybe like you're happy all the time and you're this really positive person. And you're just like, look how amazing I am. This can also go the other way. So if you have friendships um, and you have darkness around your light, which this happens to me, so I'm very happy to be seen as like my palatable is me just sabotaging and not doing well and all of those sorts of things because they that's what the relationships I have always had is around me not being good enough so that feels safe and like people won't leave me so my darkness was my light and I hid my success 
I hid that I actually did feel good enough because I didn't want people to feel like they weren't enough, right? So when we're wearing a mask, it can go one of two ways of like, we keep ourselves small, we keep ourselves stuck and we don't shine and we let everyone else shine. Or we act really shiny and really bright and really perfect and really happy and bubbly and like there is never a problem ever. And so looking at this mask might look like being superficially nice and supportive to like extremes when you don't even want to be that nice or that supportive. You never tell them what you really think or feel. So a lot of people have friendships where the friend doesn't tell them, hey, I actually think that this is bullshit. I think you're talking down to yourself and I think that you can do better for yourself. Because we're afraid if we say our truth and our opinion that that person's going to get angry at us. And often they do because of all of these reasons and people not taking fucking responsibility for their stuff. But we don't say it and we keep them stuck in this small mindset. We don't show them that we actually believe in them because we don't want to trigger them. And what I'm, when we don't want to trigger them, it means we don't want to trigger ourselves. We don't want to sit in our own discomfort. Another way is not setting boundaries. Again, that's kind of not saying what you really think or feel, but not saying no to them. If you're not saying no and you're just giving, 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 you're always going to end up exhausted. And the reason you're doing that is because you're trying to hide the part of you that you, if you said no, you're like, I'm scared they're going to think I'm a bitch or I'm a bad person or I'm not a good friend. So you're trying to hide all of that stuff by being that way. And the last way you can wear this mask and hide your darkness is being the savior. Hello, it's me. (laughs) Right? Like, Constantly saving, 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 making them always feel good, you know, holding them um, just off the ground and not letting them fall apart because you don't want them to think you're a bad person by not being supportive, by not giving them what they want and need, even though you, you know that maybe it's not actually required and you're not the best person to be helping them. So over time, the relationship is going to grow apart. Yeah. And you're not going to feel supportive in it, you know, and you're going to start to show the darkness. You, It's going to come out usually unconsciously. So mine will come out in like snarky remarks or being snippy to people. Um, I like kind of do the fade out. <laughs> so the fade out is when you just like stop talking to someone more and more over time and to the point you just don't talk. And once those friendships fall apart, it's like, oh, I knew that would fall apart. I knew it. And then we fall back into that self-fulfilling prophecy of I need to hide my darkness. Other t- otherwise, people will leave me. My friendships won't work out. I need to be this perfect, pal- palatable person or I'll be alone. But the real problem here is that you actually weren't honest from the start. You weren't honest about like what you wanted to say, setting your boundaries, when you wanted to call them out and asking permission. It's not calling people out and just being like, oh, you know, they're like bawling their eyes out and they're really upset and you're just like, well, did you think of this? Maybe you should have taken responsibility. It's like, no. Timing is everything when it comes to this. And again, there's intricacies here. But 
it's going and asking permission, hey, I actually have a reflection for you. It might be hard to hear. Are you open to hearing it? If they say no, it's like, great, what do you need right now? If they're like, oh, I just need you to whatever, you can say, oh, I'm available for that or no, I'm not available for that. And again, speaking your truth always. But when we have worn a mask from the start, we manipulated people to like a version of us that wasn't the truth. It's a part of us, yes, but it's not all of us. And you didn't give them the choice. And how many times have you fallen into a relationship and loved the person you met at first and then six months later you're like, oh, I just don't really like this person. Like they have values I don't agree with. They say things I don't agree with. They don't, they don't respect my boundaries. And if you had known that from the start, it would have been much easier to leave. But they manipulated you to stay. And now you've got all this attachment shit going on, so it's hard. But we do the same to other people. So be honest about who you are from the start. Don't hide your darkness. Be like, yeah, I can be judgmental. Yes, I can complain. Yes, I can play the victim. Yes, I can also do really, really well. I'm going to tell you how it is because that's just who I am. And I don't want to manipulate you or blow smoke up your ass. Because that's not what I think real friendships are. I would rather have friendships that are honest, that I know where that person stands, than someone who's just trying to make me feel better. Because I don't trust them. I don't trust the person trying to blow smoke up my ass. It gives me the ick. <laughs> and it probably gives you the ick as well. There's like parts of it which are like, cool, like, yeah, feel good for a moment. But then you're like, mm, I don't trust you. I don't like it. Number five. You project all of your judgments onto your relationships and you constantly make everyone else the problem. You judge them for how they spend their time, their money, their relationships, what they do, what they don't do, what they said, how they dress. You're constantly judging them and making them good or bad for it. And if you're making them bad for it, you are pushing that person away energetically. And probably subconsciously by not reaching out, not spending time with them, not being vulnerable, not being honest with them. And the question here is, okay, well, why am I judging them? And is what I'm judging them on actually affecting me or our relationship? And if it's not, as in, if they say something to you or they don't respect your boundaries or they're mean and emotionally abusive to you, <laughs> that's a problem okay that's a problem and there needs to be boundaries there but if the way that they spend their money all their time doesn't affect you and isn't against your values then clean that shit up right my example of this was like, my best friend she got plastic surgery and she wanted to get a bbl which is a brazilian butt lift and i was so judgmental <laughs> I was like, why? And all my judgments were like, you're fucking lazy. Just go to the gym. What's wrong with you? It's not that hard. Get some self-discipline. La la la. And that was a reflection of me, of how I felt about basically taking shortcuts in my mind, how I felt about being lazy, how I had shadows around the fact I have to work hard in order to have something. Yeah, 
And so the more I looked at that and just said, well, this is actually a reflection on me. She's not harming me or doing anything wrong. This is her choice, like whatever. The more awareness I got about myself, the more acceptance I got for myself and the cleaner our relationship got because I was like, I just didn't care anymore. I was like, great, go plastic surgery. I love you. I don't think you need it. But if that's your choice, I'm going to support you in that. I'm going to be there. And I ended up being there. I looked after her after her surgery. I drove her to the appointments. Like I did all of those things because I honor our friendship and I love who she is in our friendship. And those sorts of decisions do not affect me. So if you're judging people for superficial shit, basically, that doesn't affect you, again, you are unsafe. You are being unsafe and it doesn't feel good to other people and they will walk away in time. The same way when people are judging you for how you spend your time or you spend your money or anything like that, you don't feel safe around them and you withdraw over time. So it's knowing the difference here of when it affects you, when it doesn't. If something's not in alignment with who you want to be in this world, you can walk away, but with kindness, not pointing the finger and saying it's your problem. It's just like, actually, this is a problem for me and you can be and do whatever you want, but I just don't want that in my life. And so I'm going to walk away from this. So that's our five. And I'm going to get into what you do about this in a moment, but the key here is all about being a safe person. If you want to have successful relationships and fulfilling relationships, you have to be a safe person. And the more work you do, the more ownership you take for your judgments and your triggers and all of those sorts of things, the safer you are. And the more ownership and acceptance you have for yourself, the less unsafe people you will have. Because when someone projects their lack of acceptance of their emotions, their triggers, their parts, you're just like, actually, no, I'm not going to have this in my life because it doesn't feel good. And I'm letting you go with love. So you have to be willing to take ownership first before they do. You have to be willing to actually speak your truth and what you need from the relationship before they give you any validation or any example that they're going to be able to give it to you. Because that's the act of self-love. Is standing up, standing on your truth, even when you might get rejected. Too many of us are like, oh, I stand in my truth, I accept myself. Until we're standing in front of someone and we feel scared and we're like, never mind. And we're like contort ourselves to fit in with who we think they think we should be. <laughs> so what do we do? One, look at your judgments and your triggers <laughs> in relationships and do your shadow work. There's loads of tools in this whole podcast series that can help you with this. But you have to have the courage to actually look behind the curtain and take some fucking responsibility. If you do not do that, if you don't look and ask yourself, why am I judging? Why am I triggered here? And you keep pointing the finger and always remember if you're pointing the finger at them, there are three fingers pointing back at you. <laughs> so if you do not look at those three fingers, you will end up in the same relationship cycles because you'll keep repeating the same patterns until the end of time. But relationships are just asking you to look inward more. What can I clean up here? How can I be better for myself and for people around me? Coming into number two, that is 
the taking responsibility. So this is, yes, take responsibility for your judgments and triggers and do your work outside of the relationship. But also, if someone comes to you and has a problem, don't just fall apart and play the victim and don't get really angry at them. You can feel that way. You probably need to take a big fucking breath and just be like, you might need some space. That's okay. But acknowledge what they are saying and listen to them carefully. Don't just jump on the defense straight away. Listen to what they are saying. Is that true? Did you do that? Is there a possibility that you did? How can you take responsibility and not deny their reality? If you do that, people will come to you more and be more honest with you. And the more honest they are with you, the less times they're going to have to be honest with you because you'll take responsibility for what's coming up for them and then it will stop coming up. Yeah. And that other piece I was saying before of you can take responsibility and also make the decision that you're not going to change it because that's not in alignment and you're people pleasing if you were to change it. But you tell them that and then give them the decision if they want to stay in that relationship or not. Number three, you be honest and vulnerable. (laughs) You ask them to take responsibility, basically. So if something is bothering you, You don't just like, because sometimes we're like, oh, it's my fault. It's my fault. I have to take responsibility. I have to accept it. And then we don't bring it up that person. And so we actually bypass the magic here. You can have a problem and look at your part in it and still set a boundary with someone and be honest about it. If something is bothering you, ask them to stop. I had a friend recently roll her eyes at me and I was like, that doesn't feel good. Yeah, like, sure, I could, you know, what am I making it mean? Making it mean they don't respect me, blah, blah, blah. Cool, I can do my shadow work, but at the end of the day, it still doesn't feel good. And so I said, hey, please don't do that. Please don't do that. Please tell me what you were thinking in that moment and don't be passive aggressive because it doesn't feel safe to me and it's not a relationship I want to be in if I don't feel safe. And... They took responsibility and they said, I didn't actually realize I did that because it was subconscious, but I know that I've done that in other relationships and they've brought it up and I'm really sorry and I'll be more aware of it. What would have happened previously was I would just sit there and build up and fester over it and get resentment and be like, oh, they always roll their eyes at me. Oh, there's such a problem. Oh, why'd they do this? Why'd they do that? It's just like, just fucking say it. Say, hey, please don't do this. And notice what starts to change in relationships. And again, you may lose people doing this, but you don't want a friend. You don't want a relationship where someone rolls their eyes and is passive aggressive and manipulates you. So it's worth it. And there are millions of people out there that will meet you the way you want to be met. Number four. There's only two more. Number four. Assess your relationships you have right now. Are they safe for you? If not, why? How have you created that environment? Take responsibility. Yep, I manipulated them by being a massive people pleaser. I didn't set boundaries because I'm scared that they'll reject me and abandon me. Yep, I judged them. Yeah? So what can you do to change it? And if you feel that you've tried to change things, you've tried to have conversations and they've shut you down, the way you created that environment was by staying. So you can change it by leaving. Right? If you don't feel that that person, and give them a chance, always give people a chance, 
But if you have given them a chance and they're not changing, you need to take that responsibility and walk away. And that is number five. Walk away if it's not in alignment with you and how you want to be and feel in this world. If they can't give you what you need and you've asked, please don't make assumptions. Yeah, it's not fair. You don't like when people don't make assumptions about you, so don't make assumptions about them. But if you have asked and you have made it clear and you have stated it and you've checked, hey, do you understand what I'm saying? If they can't give it to you and they keep showing up and treating you the way you don't want to be treated, walk away. Just walk away. Again, there are other people out there. Keep putting yourself out and finding people that will reflect back to you how you want to be treated. It's okay to ask for what you need in a relationship. It's okay that you have old stuff coming up. It's not making them take responsibility and fix it. It's like, I'm doing the healing around this, but in this relationship, this would help me feel safe to move through this. I need you to tell me when you're going to be late. I need you to send me a message in the morning and say good morning because that feels really good to me. Don't invalidate your needs, but also be doing the work on where that's coming out and you're projecting onto them to save you or fix you or validate you in some way. Amazing. That is the five ways our shadow can sabotage our relationships. If you haven't yet, make sure you download the shadow work journaling prompts. It's going to start to bring all of this up for you and show you, oh fuck, like (laughs) this is where I'm projecting and this is where it's coming from and all those sorts of stuff. So you can start to do this work. But if you do this, you will make the world a better place, a safer place for everyone involved. If you're not judging people and trying to make them fit into your version of what's wrong and right and just letting them express themselves, people become happier. They will feel safer. They will feel good about themselves. And that's all any of us want to feel. So become part of the solution by taking responsibility rather than being part of the problem. All right, my darlings. I hope you have loved this. If you have... Please screenshot it, put it on Instagram, tag me in it, send me a message, tell me your takeaways. I love to hear it and I will talk to you all next week.